find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Network. And a proud host, friends of Macy. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. She remembered. I just get so I just get so excited that we're here, you guys. <laughs> I just get so excited I can't contain it. And so um I'm so excited. Bah, bah, and I, I just, just can't hide it. it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. I love it. Okay. I'm sorry. I just became highly aware of, but there was like a bunch of really long fuzzes coming from my microphone. ASMR. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting ASMR friends. It's like, okay, I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hi friends. Hello everybody. Here we are again. <laughs> Episode 57. 57. Isn't that crazy? Seven is 57. Crazy. I mean, I feel like it should be more. And I mean, it is. Dude, we've been doing this for a year and a half. And I mean, it, I know it's more because oh, it's, of it's, all the minis and shit. I was going to say more. all the minis make it like 70 something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Podbean will tell us. It tells me how many episodes. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> you're uploading episodes, something, something. And you're like, like um, no, excuse me. That's all right. <laughs> I always feel like Leslie Nope when I say that. Excuse me. According to at least Apple Podcasts, the episode we put up Sunday was our 75th overall. There we go, friends. Here we are. So. Episode 75. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll have to do an awesome one for 100. Yes, we will. Mm, That'll be a plan. Ooh, yeah. We got to figure that out. Well, do you want it to be like episode 100, like episode where we've named it 100? Or do you want it to be episode 100 where it is a, like it actually is episode 100? It's got to be named the 100th. Like, I mean, maybe we could do both. Like maybe the 100th episode could be like a mini. That's fair. That'd be cool. I like this. Ideas. I'm going to table this for later. <laughs> I, we've <laughs> said this before. We'll say it again. We come up with our best ideas while we're actually doing this we really do (laughs) (laughs) and you hear it almost all the time anyway um triangles is the month ding (laughs) i I forgot you did that last week (laughs) i also um i i made a faux pas guys my mom my mom was like just keep it the way you told it because i said that she played the triangle in the band but it was the symbols Oh, so way different. <laughs> so, those are two, yeah, those are two very. They're different very different. And she said she thought it was so funny. She laughed so hard, and she told me to just keep it. But I was like, no, I will not have a faux pas. That is not huzzah. <laughs> that is not huzzah, friends. So it was the symbols. So the ding doesn't really work. But oh my god, I, I tried. Um, uh, Macy. Yeah. What are we drinking this week? 
I'm excited. We're not drinking this one cold. We're actually drinking it the way it was intended. <laughs> because we forgot to put it in the fridge. <laughs> because <I> forgot <laughs> to put it in the fridge. Because we're terrible when we put all of our wines in the fridge and there's people out there cringing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they just taste better that way, okay? <laughs> My unsophisticated palate doesn't know any different. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are drinking The Culprit, which is a 2018 North Coast red wine. Um, and let's see what the future holds for us. This wine is rightfully accused of being delicious. <laughs> a secret blend including Zinfandel and seven other grapes shows intensity on the nose. Mm. Aromas of blackberries, ripe black plums, and juicy raspberries. A deep, rich chocolate body is supported with flavors of blackberry preserves and vanilla bean. Bold, fruit forward, and generous on the palate. I feel like they just used all description words. Hmm. Hmm. Also, hmm. in the middle of you describing that, Lane got the zoomies. <laughs> and in my dramatic pause right there, something fell over downstairs. <laughs> she's, she's something else. I like watched her come out of the closet. She like tried to get in that box and then like freaked out, ran under the bookshelf and then darted out and like skid around the corner and down the stairs. Well, you know, what's funny is I heard all of this happen. <laughs> I just could not. She was behind me, so I couldn't witness it. And I wasn't going to stop. It was really cute to watch her like little butt in the air, like just skid around the corner. <laughs> she was like <laughs> down the stairs. She's so funny. We love her. Okay, let's try this thing. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. This is like another Zinfandel. Oh, God. Okay. And last week was interesting, so. Ooh, smell is strong. Mm-mm. You know what? I don't hate it. Hold on. I need another one. I get that blackberry. I do get the blackberry. Woo. Get a little bit of the chocolate, too. That's good. I like it. I don't like the smell of it. I was going to say, I picked it up, <laughs> but I put it like two inches from my face and I was like, ooh. Well, it said it was pungent. aroma forward. Yeah. Duh. yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm gonna no, I think it tastes good. I just don't like it. think it smells good. It definitely doesn't smell good. Just ignore the smell. And <laughs> just hold it really far away and only put bring it on it, the table while you're drinking. Only bring it close to take a sip. And do not breathe through your nose while sipping. <laughs> Inhale, hold it, take a sip, then breathe out. <laughs> yes. That is our instructions. This is how drinking to drink this wine. This is how to drink wine. <laughs> this <amazing>. particular wine. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. So what 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 do you feel in terms of mouthfeels? I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a confident four out of five. I think I'll give it a three because I just really don't like the smell. I don't think it smells good. That's understandable. I don't think it, and like normally it's like, ooh, this smells good. Like if it smells good, you're like, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a great wine. I love when. when I mean, it's, it's surprising because of course it tastes really good. I don't know. So seven out of ten, I think that's respectable. I think it is. It's not like the one we tried from Apothic where we both like. Bleh! Yep, we like took one sip and we're like, Hoo! no, I can't drink this. We're went, gonna we're gonna drink and, some. Went and got our uh, barefoot Moscato. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> very very sneaky oh wasn't that That's yeah i had the sour beer in the I fridge think there was two of them that we never drank we like tried it and then didn't finish it and i think one of them we went and got a replacement and the other one i just don't think we drank yeah yeah but those episodes aren't fun <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah they are but 
<laughs> I was gonna say I actually I like this. This is no, I really like this. This will be good. I'm excited. It'll be a good sipping wine. But don't smell. It, I don't know what it is, but that like acidity that hits the front of my tongue when you first take a sip, I like that. Well, they said there's so many berries. It was like raspberries I... and blackberries and. No, so when you were describing too. it, then you were like chocolate, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like those ones that are like. Yeah, it said like vanilla and stuff. The, I was gonna say oaky, oaky and buttery one and wines. I can't. I have a hard time. Hmm. I like acidic wines just in general. Buttery, especially in white wines. What's buttery and like white wine? Like a like <sighs> what kind of wine would you say that is? Like a shard. I believe like chardonnays um, i like grigio i'm trying to th- i'm trying to remember the one that i was given yeah it was a shard because it was it was one of those stupid um those cupcake wines that oh cup- that they're yeah. called cupcake yes, and yes, yes, normally yes. i mean some of them are pretty good but they're very sweet and i tried one over christmas break and it was literally called butter shard Ooh. and i was like this but it was the only white wine that was open and i didn't want to be the ass that opens the other bottle of white wine when there's <laughs> already a one open and thankfully the glasses were really small <laughs> because i like took two sips and was like oh my god i can't do this i can't do this it was so it was so gross i was Ew. like i can't do this and i literally ended up pouring the rest of it out and i went and got myself a white call like a bitch <laughs> you should just open the other bottle <laughs> <laughs> nah, at that good. point what are you waiting for <laughs> nah <laughs> i got drunk like a classic white bitch <laughs> oh that's fine that's fine that's respectable i appreciate it really i was gonna say something and i like thought of it in the middle of your sentence and now i can't remember what it was oh i'm sorry i hate that well if you think of it later just inter- i will inter- I'm gonna inter- s- yell out. i was gonna say if you think of it later just interrupt me <laughs> it was about wine so it was driving me crazy we need to buy more wines. Oh, my God. We do. We are out, guys. Oh, we are out. Remind me. Um, My boss said she has a bottle of 19 crimes for us. <gasps> Yay. Oh, my God, guys. Go, oh, that's my right. God, guys. Martha's shard. <laughs> Martha's shard. Oh, my God. I saw it on Instagram from the 19 crimes official Instagram <laughs> and I and I looked online in February they will be releasing a new 19 crimes wine it is Martha Stewart Chardonnay she is leaning into her fraudulent behavior my friends I, bet, I cannot wait I bet you snoop talked her into it because <laughs> they're buffs they're me buffs buddies I love it I love it he literally like talks about smoking weed and she's like <laughs> well it's like have you seen have you they're I, like there's a there's um buffs. i've seen it as a meme but there was um bic lighters mm-hmm. had like a like one of those pop-up stands that they put their shit in and on one side it had like martha stewart and she was like great for lighting candles and on the other side it was a picture of snoop dogg and it was like and other things dying i was like yes. oh my god i love them they're my favorite dynamic duo i think i love them so it literally makes no sense and it's so beautiful so guys in february when that comes out because i looked everywhere for it and then saw the article that said like it's gonna be released at the end of the month oh my gosh um in uh in stores na- nationwide so we will be trying that next month oh yeah you bet your ass um that I was what i wanted to say i, I remember just shouted out what our topic was for next month i was like yeah during 
and then was like that would be dumb you ding dong <laughs> <laughs> you dingus how dare you anyway we are talking about triangles friends and this is nicole's month so we're finally getting into her special little case here that we're going to talk about that she's been waiting months and months and months for so i say this was my birthday month pick because so, yeah i'm excited i mean okay i'll probably i'll see if anybody knows it i'm from massachusetts so you can just take a wild fucking guess which triangle i chose <laughs> i mean if you have listened to morbid because they've covered it i think i'm um, pretty sure in that, and that's, and that's why, why we drink, we drink covered has covered it, it. so um yeah. There's a couple documentaries about it, and uh, there is a lot of happenings there. I'm so excited. That are actually quite freaky, and <laughs> I've been there a lot and done some of these things, which is actually, there we go. That's That's what I wanted to say, was that I do have some personal tales about, okay, I'm going to be talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. I should probably say that first. Jesus <laughs> I'm I'm so backwards right now. We're having a hard time today. You guys are hearing <laughs> but it. I am going to be talking about the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. Um, I have some personal tales from there. I have been to many, many places within it. Um, and just a fun fact about something I learned was, you know, that really freaky episode, that fir- the first episode this season of Kindred Spirits? Oh, the, the, with the, with the shoe. No, not with the shoe. With the, the police. Yeah. Where yes. they like have the cadaver dog that like finds something and they like have to bring in the cops and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happens within the triangle. <gasps> that is within the triangle. Oh, shit. Okay. So if you guys want some extra spook, we check should- out <gasps> the first episode of Kindred Spirits from the newest season. It is on Discovery Plus, but that episode, it takes place within the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh my God. We should tweet at Amy Bruni. And tell her this. I mean, I'm sure they know. Oh, they amazing. they most certainly know. Trust I me. I mean, they didn't mention it. I watched it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Amy Bruni. <laughs> I love you, Kindred Spirit. I love you. I love you, Chip Coffee. I love I, you so much. Listen, I grew up going to Cape Cod and fully being aware that Adam lives in the Provincetown. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? And I never once saw him, and it kind of makes me sad. Aww. Boo. I always had high hopes. Instead, I met Jeremy Jordan there, which is also good. That's also very also good. good. I almost, also good. I almost cried. It was no, I think I did cry. There was. Probably, I saw Jason Robert Brown in concert once. Probably tears. And <laughs> who's I, that? <sighs> don't hurt me, Victoria. You know what I'm talking about. Please tell me. <laughs> just straight. It's just straight at one of our. <laughs> I know she's. I, I I know she. I know she's a musician. She told me. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. Jason Robert Brown is one of the greatest contemporary musical theater composers of our time. Oh, that's beautiful. I would have never known that. And I saw him. <laughs> he came He came to my school to do a concert in a master class. And I sobbed the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. It was very good. Anyway. Anyway. But, um, uh, yes. So, I'm going to circle this right the fuck back around to where I was supposed to be going with that. And then got... Bridgewater Triangle. Horrifyingly. <laughs> I just, like... ADHD'd myself to a whole different discussion. Um, I have a lot of personal stories from this, yes. and we will be doing a mini where I talk about all of the personal experiences. Excuse me, experiences I've had, and it will be exclusively on Patreon. So, 
So if you want that content, subscribe. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Let me tell you about the Bridgewater Triangle. Yay! So I'll start this off with saying this is going to be a two-parter because there's a lot of information about the Bridgewater Triangle. I Two am, two-parters this month. And please understand that because there is so much information, this is a lot of overviews of a lot of different things that happened because if I tried to cover everything that actually happened within the Bridgewater Triangle, I would have to start a different podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So the Bridgewater Triangle, um, the borders of it were actually created by a cryptozoologist. Okay. Um, And his name was, um, is, sorry, he is still alive, um, (laughs) Lauren Coleman. And he first drew these and made them available to the public in a book that he released in 1983 called Mysterious America. Hmm. Um, he actually had moved to Massachusetts and from the other side of the country and began hearing about all of these stories and started researching them. And now, just so you get a picture of this, when the triangle was first drawn, it only encompassed three towns. And those were the towns of Bridgewater. East Bridgewater and West Bridgewater. Okay. Which is where it gets its name. Because they alone form their own triangle. And this is where kind of a lot of the activity was initially centered. Was Bridgewater and East and West Bridgewater. Okay. Um, A little bit later, though, because the experiences started to expand and get a little bit further away, they did actually expand the borders. Um, And now the borders encompass about 200 square miles, um, which is about 520 kilometers for those who are not from America. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because we suck and like to do everything our own freaking way, which is really complicated. Um, Which you could have seen my hand gestures. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. (laughs) It all Uh, comes back. It all connects. And just a little fun fact is that Lauren Coleman actually now owns a museum of crypt- um, cryptozoology up in portland maine and it has been there since 2003 and yes i know that is exactly where your dad just moved it's also where my cousin just moved yay so, yes. for a trip <laughs> um there is a Maybe museum get lobster up there <laughs> macy's like screw my dad i want the lobster <laughs> no i want to see my dad too he'll take me to get lobster So, since they expanded the triangle, um, the towns that are within it are Abington, Rehoboth, Freetown, Brockton, Whitman, West and East Bridgewater, Bridgewater, Middleborough, um, Dighton, Berkeley, Raynham, Norton, Easton, Lakeville, Seekonk, and Taunton. Seekonk? Yes. (laughs) Why did I know that was going to make you laugh? (laughs) I was going through this. And I w- became highly aware that I know how to pronounce all of this. There's a lot of, like, Native American terms and stuff. And I was like, wow, I can say all of this. And it's because I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> well, have you ever seen those videos of, like, people trying to, like, say names from other states? I I watched a video of, like, people trying to say names from, like, upstate New York once. And one one is Schenectady. Oh, my God. And they were, like, Schenectady. <laughs> That was like that was like the time my mom tried to say skinny atlas. Oh what my! She, she said skin needles. Skin needles. Like, I'm gonna call it that. What? Mama Morelli. I'm gonna call it that. I was like, no, no, no. Skin needles. I just started laughing. She was like, "What?" I was like, 
Tyler did that. Tyler did that with a town near Albany too, and I can't. I cannot. There's, tell there's you. a lot of them in upstate oh, New York. Tyler call, calls Water Water Villet. Oh my god. <laughs> And he knows it's Water Valley. And well, I'm like, and he's and he's like, it's Water Village. I mean, that's like the day the guys at work tried to tell me that they were going to a concert out in Worcester. In Worcester, and yeah. And I was like, where's the concert? And they were like, oh. Worcester. Worcester. And I was like, oh my God, if you say Worcester when you're there, they're all going to laugh and know you're tourists. Please don't no, say Worcester. No, but then it was so funny because <laughs> you were literally like, you were like, are you saying Worcester and they were like what did you just say they like and then they couldn't say it they and tried they to they tried to it. say it back to me and they were like w-. I was like Worcester Worcester and they were like Worcester and I was like okay that's close enough good you do yep that's good <laughs> say it just like that <laughs> just like that just like that okay <laughs> they'll never know <laughs> oh man oh god it was funny but yes, Seekonk is a town in Massachusetts. Yay! Um, and just for Seekonk, uh, just a fun fact: I grew up like almost directly outside of the Triangle. To get to the Triangle, it takes me maybe thirty to forty-five. You've minutes. driven through it a bunch of times. I've driven through it, been in it on purpose for triangular purposes, and <laughs> I don't know what the hand gestures are today, but I feel like it should be filmed. I want to go. I want to go to of the Alaska Triangle for triangular purposes. <laughs> Somebody's like, hey, why are you visiting? Triangular Triangular purposes. purposes. (laughs) (laughs) And when they're like that, we'll just, they'll be like, what? And we'll be just like, you wouldn't get it. God, you don't understand. God, mom. (laughs) No, mom, I do. You understand. Sorry. (laughs) Anywho. All right. Seekonk. See, did you see, did you hear me go? (laughs) Seekonk. I don't know why that's so funny. Wow. All right. This wine's kicking in real quick. Let's go. Um, but so a belief is that this area, a lot of the negative energy was formed over time due to the fact that this is one of the original places that was settled when British colonists first came over. There was a lot of fighting between the colonists and the Native Americans Mm -hmm, here, and there was mm -hmm. a lot of people that died here. Okay. Um, like a lot. Okay. So one of the main places within the Bridgewater Triangle is called the Hockamock Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like I said, these words don't seem foreign to me. Like, le- like she said that very matter of factly. Okay, literally, <laughs> growing up, you know how there's always a town football league. There's like town football leagues that are like anybody can sign up and join, and then mm-hmm. they have like cheerleading squads and stuff. And it's you literally just pay the fee to sign up. There's not tryouts or anything. Mm-hmm. That was. In Massachusetts, it is the Hockamock League. That's why, like, this, that word does not affect me. I was part of, I was a Hockamock cheerleader. Like, <laughs> Macy's just going to start dying. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I said so many weird names the last time. Sorry. Okay, okay. The Hockamock, the Hockamock River. It's, it's the, it's the Swamp. level of normalcy with which I pronounce it. Very, like, just this, like is, this is the Hockamock. And I was like, like Hockamock. Because <laughs> at least in the Alaska Triangle, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm like really trying. I, I don't never know. Heard them. I don't know how to say this. And you're just like, yes, see, punk. That's what it is. Yes, this is it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, so the Hockamock Swamp is actually, um, one of the biggest hotspots within the Triangle. Interesting. And okay. um, the swamp itself spans over seventeen thousand acres 
Oh. It is a very big swamp. It Shit. is actually okay. the largest freshwater swamp in New England. Oh. Um, it actually spans across six different towns, which is Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, Raynham, Eastham, Ta- Easton, Taunton, and a little part of Norton. Okay. So it's big. Yeah, yeah. um, And they actually tell you that if you are not familiar with the swamp itself, they tell you do not go in there because it is very, very dense and it is very easy to lose your way. There aren't aren't trails or anything? I mean, in some places, yes. But if you go off... Unex- like in a, if in you, you go off the trail you need to tra- know where you're going yeah you, you know, especially like, or if you go at night you have a very good chance of getting lost there's very 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 bad cell reception in there oh, nope and a lot of people get lost i don't like that nope um, i'd be like okay thank you i won't go ever there ever bye <laughs> there's a <laughs> yeah there's there's quite a few freaky i'll get there <laughs> all right all right all right all right but um just to let you know, the um, the word Hockamock is actually, um, it is a Native American word, and it comes from the Wampanoag tribe. And the Wampanoag um, translation for Hockamock is the place where the spirits dwell. Hmm. And hmm. this word is derived from a Wampanoag deity of destruction, disease, and death called Hobamock. Hobamock. Okay. Uh, this yeah. makes me think of have, mm, I don't know how far <laughs> you've seen in Lord of the Rings. Uh, we have only listen. Ryan's making me watch them Hobbit first, then Lord of the Rings. I've seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies once, but it was in college and I don't remember them because I think I slept. <laughs> Sorry. Well, whatever. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, say so I'm probably not. It's not that. It, it's not that important. I mean, it kind of is. It's really important in the book, but it's not like in the movie. They just kind of gloss over it. They go through the swamp where there was like a big um battle and like there are bodies still in the water and like the bodies are now spirits and they like come up and they try and like scare you in the swamp so like that just makes me think of that that's also a very similar thing within avatar the last airbender when there is like um did i not get that far there it's actually towards towards more towards the beginning Hmm. um they're traveling and they go down into a swamp and there's like spirits within the swamp all connected by this tree that's got like roots that all like go throughout it it's similar but not i feel like i would have i would remember that i don't know <laughs> yeah but anyway anyway <laughs> <laughs> i just was like that reminds me of lord of the rings tangent number 423 the, the, they're like <laughs> we love it no you guys probably hate it sorry um but <laughs> so as i said this is based off of this deity uh, this deity of basically death Ooh, um okay and it is actually such a bad area that even the colonists that s- eventually settled there started referring to it as the devil's swamp um devil's man devil's man <clears throat> so one of the bigger events that took place within the triangle a very long time ago was actually during the 1600s um when the british were coming over and the natives within the Wampanoag tribe became very upset. You know, the settlers were taking their land, trying to force them out, taking their supplies, their people, yeah. selling them as slaves, that kind of stuff. And eventually, the leader of the Wampanoags met a comet, um, led a rebellion against them. His name is that? Met a comet. Okay. Yes. Okay, I wanted to just make sure I understood you correctly. <laughs> British, um, the British colonists referred to him as King Philip 
I do not know why. Because they have to. Because they have to freaking make everything American. Um, well, this is when started, they're British. I know, but it started all the way back then. It's just a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. But um, so Metacomet led this rebellion to try and fight for their land. And for three years from 1675 to 1678, they fought with everything they had. Um, unfortunately, it really wasn't enough, and mm. they were not destined to win this war. Like, th- well, it was, guns. yeah, it was not very good. So, and when you have mm. a one one type of community that has guns, and you have one type of community that doesn't have guns, that doesn't really bode well for the people that don't have guns. Um, I'm sorry, it's just it's just the way it is. Just on the <laughs> outskirts of Hawkmock Swamp, there is what is now referred to as King Philip's Cave. And this is actually a cave that during the later days of the rebellion, when things started to go poorly, that um, Metacomet would retreat to. And this was like his safety zone. Like that's where he would go to hide and try and stay away from all of the colonists at night. And mm-hmm. there's now hiking trails to it. There's big signs that tell you all about it. Um, that's cool. We should you can go. Most of these places I'm going to talk about, you can go to. Um, just again, there. be wary. The Hockamock Swamp is nothing to fuck with. She um, knows from experience, so uh, yeah. don't fuck with it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Metacomet was eventually captured um, when he was hiding out in what is now present-day Bristol, Rhode Island, um, which is outside the Triangle. Um, and that was in August of 1676, and mm-hmm. he was immediately killed. Um, oh. He was drawn and quartered and then beheaded. For those who do not know, drawn means tied to a horse and dragged. Quartered means to have all of your limbs then tied to four different horses and ripped off your body. Yeah. It is literally weird. like, what the fuck were medieval people thinking? Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. They were just like, this is a good way to kill somebody. No, like, literally. No, that's really, have you that's se- really sadistic, you fuckers. You've never seen fucking Braveheart. God. Um, I've seen parts of it. I fell asleep because I didn't like it. Well, it's good, so you should watch it. Don't hurt me. <laughs> but at the end... It's on Netflix. <laughs> you should watch it. It's good. It's good, and it's about a real thing. Ryan tried to get me to watch it, and I was like... Ugh. At the end, they... F- Freedom! Everybody, come on. <laughs> Everybody! Lane, join in with us. No, it's not a good thing. It's sad. It's so sad. Oh. um, Once he was beheaded, they took his head, put it on a pike, and displayed it outside Fort Plymouth, for 20 years 20 years 20 years so it was just a skull at the Literally, end yeah at Pl- in plymouth mm-hmm. i've been to plymouth fort plymouth i don't know where fort plymouth is i'm assuming obviously where plymouth is close to now um during this time plymouth was basically the entire arm of kit god oh yeah 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 because that was one of the like colonies that they had formed right before they changed everything before up. everything got changed around right okay yeah. but cool, cool, um cool, 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 cool. i have also been, been to plymouth and like plymouth rock and stuff like that i already finished my first glass of wine oh my god I'm <laughs> <laughs> i need to catch up um so um unfortunately by the time the war ended over three thousand wampanoag people had been killed Aww. and this is including men women and children um <gasps> Others had been taken and sold off as slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is compared to the sell- the settlers who only lost approximately 500 people. 
Um. So, ooh, don't do that. It does it? I swear. <laughs> it just like jumped halfway down the page. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think it's just because it's old. It's really old. <laughs> but it still works, and I really only use it to watch Netflix when I do my makeup. That's so. what it's good for. <laughs> <laughs> and this. And this. <laughs> so I just have to read a document. Um, but um during the war they often used the swamp to their advantage because they were so familiar with it um they the native would, americans yes they okay. would lure the colonists into it and basically trick them into getting lost because they knew their way around and the colonists did not um but that's the way you get them it was not enough um eventually the settlers actually did attempt to drain parts of the swamp but it like never happened and they just like moved on they were just like that's not gonna work and kept going i don't know what the fuck their plan was i was like that's dumb how would you do that um let me just dig a hole (laughs) and it just fills up with water and you're like oh what do i do now Um, so reports from within the Hockamock Swamp are actually some of the most consistent throughout the entire triangle. People, the reports that come out of the Hockamock Swamp are almost always the same. Ooh, okay. Um, people say that they always feel like they're being watched, that they're not alone. There are always reports of large glowing orbs that can be seen floating throughout the woods. They will float up to you, often change colors and, like, dance basically like dance around you before floating away okay um there's ghostly figures of natives in traditional dress sometimes dancing sometimes drumming to music um and one of the weirdest things i think is reported is ghost fires Hmm. people will see what looks like a bonfire burning in the distance but as they get closer it kind of just disappears hmm Okay. And it's they, they, they like don't smell fire. There's no signs of a fire. It's just gone. Hmm. That all sounds like kind of like residual stuff. It does. Which is like stuff that would have, you know, it happened. It would make sense. Yeah, yeah. There's make- lots of energy pent up there. Yeah. like this Water w- holds energy. You know, stuff like that. It literally exactly. could just be like. And on top of it, this residual. was their home that was taken from them so brutally. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna hold that energy. But from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like malicious. No. Like it's not pushing you into the swamp and trying to drown you. Like no. it's just like the happy memories. Yeah, kind yeah. Almost. Well, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Um so part of the Hockamock Swamp actually leads to a small lake, and that lake is called Lape, <laughs> Lake Nippinucket. Lippin', sorry, Nippin-Nippin-Nicket. I can't say. I've said it wrong every time I've said it. Nippin-Nicket? Nippin-Nicket. N-I-P-P-E-N-I-C-K-E-T. Nippin-Nicket. Nippin-Nicket. I want to say Nippin-Nugget like Nantucket, and I'm like, that's not right. (laughs) I would have said Nippin-Nugget, so. (laughs) So I'm just always thinking. Chicken Nuggets. I'm always just thinking about Nuggets. (laughs) Girl, you're making me want chicken nuggets. I got some <laughs> yesterday. They were awesome. Anyway. <laughs> cool story, bro. Thanks. <laughs> nip and nick it. <laughs> Lake oh nip and nick it. So within Lake Nip and Nick it, there, um, there is an island that okay. has formed. And one of the weirdest reports, and this came straight out of the Bridgewater Triangle documentary, 
which I have linked in the show notes. I got a lot of information from it. It's actually What's very it on? interesting. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. You can also watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So I have linked Amazon in the show notes. Um, or I'm sorry. I have linked YouTube in the show notes, but you can also find it on Prime if you'd like. Okay. Um, but there's reports of people who have seen these strange creatures on this island and they'll see them from a distance and as they get closer they realize they're looking at these like short almost hairy orangutan looking creatures but they're like bright orange baby bigfoot i honestly they like sound like a cross between a bigfoot and something else that i'm going to talk about in a few minutes um, okay okay <laughs> And they just, like, run across the shores and hide within the trees. They don't really do much to people. But, but people see them. But people see them. Okay. Ooh, weird. Um, it, it said the creatures don't really stand tall like a big fit, Bigfoot. They're hunched kind of like monkeys. But they're, like, bigger than your average chimp. So, so like an orangutan. Yes, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, an yeah, orangutan. Because orangutans are bigger than chimps. Um, they, they have, like, this crude sketch. Not crude. It's not the right word. Is crude the right word? It's not great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like said it, and then my mind was like, that's not. No, no that's right. That it's sounds like, about it right. It has to like me. this like, crude drawing of them within the documentary, so you kind of get a visual of it. Mm. Um, From what people have reported. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Crude sketch is good. I mean, I couldn't. I, I mean, anything I drew would be a crude sketch, so that, yeah, that makes sense. Mine, I don't think I'd know even how to start drawing that. I can draw like <laughs> a smiley face, stick figures, yeah, and a heart. Yeah. <laughs> Peace sign. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So one thing that happened in 1928. Oh my God, I just skipped over something. I'm sorry. Hold on. Rewind. Rewind. Um, <laughs> so uh, this lake is very small, um, and but and people do seek it out. It is a highly traveled area. People take their boats there. They go kayaking. They go to the beach. Um, okay. There are a lot of reported deaths and boat accidents on this lake. And mm. what makes this even stranger is the deepest part of this lake is eight feet. What? That's shallower than a swimming pool. Like the deep How end do you of a put a pool. boat in it? Small ones. Fishing boats. Stuff like that. Oh, oh, okay. Like small motorized I was, I, w- <laughs> I was like, you can't put a motorboat in there. <laughs> it would sink to the bottom and stick. <laughs> Like those, like like little, a canoe, like, well, <laughs> like those, like motorized fishing boats that yeah. like fit maybe two people in a fishing pole, like eight feet. Okay, yeah. okay. So you never, I mean, you can just so stand you, basically. That's literally, literally, like I said, that's shallower than the deep end of a freaking in-ground swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. That's, so it's like how do there are, that many people get in accidents and drown and drown. Mm-hmm. Drown. It's in bizarre. eight feet of water? I mean, unless you're unconscious, I mean, I technically you can drown in, like, I think it's, like, three inches of water or something yeah, absurd I'm, like that. But it's, like, how You're do being you... held down. You're keeping your head down. You're unconscious. There's something. There Usually there's some sort of external. It, it's very odd. It's very odd. Huh. Okay. Um. So, in 1928, a psychology professor from Brown University actually um, led an expedition along... Um, I'm hopping away a little bit from the, the Hawk Swamp here to the riverbed or the riverbanks of Taunton River. So this is just a little ways outside the Hawk Swamp. Um, and so along the Taunton River, they 
Uh, oh my god. Pause. Rewind. Start again. Uh, <laughs> I just like could not finish that sentence. My brain was like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> this psychology professor whose name was Edmund Delabar. Um, he brought a bunch of people here and um, he actually had them dig. There was reports of an old burial ground and they did uncover one. Near the river. Okay. And it was an old Native American burial ground. Okay. Um, so along the banks of the river, they found... Why would you dig for that? That's bad juju. Just leave them. <laughs> Let them rest in peace. Um, it is said that any... This ain't no poltergeist shit. Any photographs that were taken that day did not develop. Robert. And even today when you go there, your camera batteries will die very quickly, even if they're brand new and fully charged. Robert. If you guys don't know what I'm fucking talking about, oh my god. Robert the doll. Robert the fucking doll. <laughs> Can't wait till we cover that bastard. Um, basically, they should have just left it alone. Um, don't touch it like that, you guys. So, don't touch it. Well, I thought I was absolutely hilarious when I wrote this the other night. <laughs> I'm excited. This, okay, what did you say? I, I needed to switch to the next section, and I always put like a, t- a caption, and I highlight it in red so I know where I'm at if I ever need to like recenter myself. And in all caps, I just wrote, let's rock. Because I'm going to tell you about some rocks. <laughs> I like I'm it. funny. Um, That's what I s- Oh, my God. Ty- okay. When Tyler and I would go rock climbing, there's you're supposed to do this thing where you, when you belay someone, because we took a belay class. Yeah. So that he could climb and I could hold him on the, on the rope and mm-hmm. vice versa. But you're supposed to like. Check everybody's equipment and make sure that the knot is top uh, knot is tied correctly and that you're all locked in with the with the carabiner. Yeah, and you're supposed to like turn and you go. Um, I haven't been in so long. Um, belay ready, and you say belay on because you're the belayer and you're and, yeah. And then that you're supposed to say something else, but we changed it to ready to rock, <laughs> and the other person would go rock on. Oh my god. <laughs> That just made me think That's of it. Perfect. Let's rock. <laughs> Let's rock. Rock on, bitch. Let's go. Um, okay. You'd be amazed at how many special rocks there are amongst this area. Um, <laughs> quartz. So, More quartz. <laughs> the first rock is called Anawan's rock. Anawan's um, rock. Okay. Now, Anawan is... He... Oh, my gosh. Anawan's rock is known in history as the place where... Just two weeks after Metacomet was killed, mm-hmm. um, his war chief named Anwan eventually surrendered to the colonists, and they signed a peace treaty. Peace treaty. Um, now, there was a British captain. His name was Benjamin Church. He had tracked the remaining Native fighters um, to this location on August twenty eighth of sixteen seventy six, um, and. At this point, Metacomet had actually passed on a belt. And this was a handmade woven belt that was made with traditional colors and images of the natives. And this was an extremely special item. Um, okay. And he gave it to Anawan upon his death. Wait, what? S- well, before he died. Oh, <laughs> I was like, he was drawn and quartered and beheaded. Uh, before he died. <laughs> the, the, 
<laughs> the colonists are like, do you have any last words? And he's like, yes, let me give you this belt. <laughs> um, <laughs> they would have been like, no. But it is said that after Anawan's surrender, the belt was taken from him by Captain Church. And that after this, all records of the belt basically ceased to exist. They could not figure out what happened to this belt, where okay. it went, who took it, if it was destroyed, if it was stolen, if it was buried or burned, or they could not figure it out. Okay. But this item was extremely, extremely special. This was sacred to them. Like, this was a symbol of their people. Right, right, right. Um, And so they actually attest all of the terribleness that happens within this area to the taking of to the taking of this by the colonists okay um and there is actually an interview within the documentary that i mentioned and as the guy is talking about this they're on location and he mentions that he thinks you know if the belt hadn't been taken and it had just been kept with the people you know as it belonged that this craziness and this area would not have attracted such negative energy right after he says this one of the lights that they have on this guy because it's kind of dusk goes out and they're all they're all like whoa because they were like that had brand new batteries in it shit and the guy kind of laughs awkwardly and he's like i hear you like you know if i could give you back the belt i would and as he says that the other light they have on him goes out and the screen goes completely ba- black and you can hear them and they're like, what the hell? We put brand new batteries in both of these. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Okay. So they're pissed about that. Yeah. They were not happy about the taking of the belt. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are For The Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories. In the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe! (laughs) So spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares! Some say when you <laughs> visit this rock. Sorry. Okay. I, dropped, I dropped my phone. <laughs> um, so, some say when you visit this rock, um, especially at dusk, you can see a native man sitting on top of the rock with his legs crossed and his arms outstretched, much like he is praying or blessing the world around him. Okay. Um, another special rock. <laughs> literally i have a whole section about rocks i was like this rocks is absurd i wrote down one because i knew about it and then as i started to research more i was like there's another rock there's another fucking rock oh my god there's another fucking rock i love rocks it's like god, i like to i like to collect it. rocks i mean i do like my crystals but damn mom you remember uh, my rock collection <laughs> i had one so the next one i will tell you about is called profile rock and profile rock was a are fa- these singular rocks they're not like rocks you can find anywhere. Correct. Like a type of rock. They're like a the, big boulder. They're specific. They're like, yeah, they're a big like, boulder specific. That's to the a area. nice boulder. <laughs> oh, 
like that. That's a nice boulder. Okay, okay. I'm understanding yes. you better now. I literally thought, oh, man. You thought I was talking about like a type of rock. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question. This is a nice boulder. A nice boulder. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I like just pictured the math equation in your head of me talking about one rock and you picturing a bunch of little rocks and being like, what the fuck? (laughs) Looking around. (laughs) I love that that was the thing. Put the rocks together like a puzzle. Like, what the fuck? I I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. I just was so confused. And you were like, you see him sitting on the rock. I was like. What, like all these tiny rocks? One rock. Is this like that movie where all the little action figures come to life? (laughs) There's like a little spirit of a little Native American man on this tiny rock. I can't I was so confused. Okay, this is a nice boulder. (laughs) So this is a 50-foot tall boulder. Boulder. Um, And it is actually a strange rock formation that used to resemble a man's face. And I will post a picture of this because it does. Rushmore. It okay. is it is really cool. You see it from the side and like you can see the clear like the indentation of the nose where the eyes are, the outstretch of the nose. You can mm. see like the curve of the lips and like a chin. And it's it's cool. very angular, but it is very clearly like a face. That's cool. That's um, cool. They had a bunch of mountains in Hawaii like that. Have they told cool. you about that? No. Or like a god, you know, or like a deity laid down. And like the Ooh. face that you see in the mountains. Oh, that's is like, cool. Is their face, right? That's really, well, actually, that was kind of interesting that's because cool. many claim that this rock actually resembles the face of Chief Massasoit, who Massasoit. was Metacomet's father. Oh, um, okay. And this rock was highly regarded as sacred by the Wampanoag people. Um, but unfortunately, the face is now gone. Um, is it because people have walked too much on it? Unfortunately, just over the years, it crumbled. Oh, um, that's sad. Part of the nose started to kind of fall away, and Sphinx. since then, the profile is gone. Um, oh, people okay. still people still do go there, but unfortunately, now when you go there, there's not much to see outside of a bunch of rocks that kids have now defaced. Um, because huh, why can't we have anything nice in this world? Um, <laughs> Children. <laughs> but, <laughs> Children. Um, that's why. This area. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> This area is highly known um, for where people see Native Americans in traditional dress um, performing what seem almost like a ritualistic, like, worshipping type ceremony. Hmm, They see the ghosts of people and they dance around the rocks and they almost seem like they're not bowing down to it, but their focus is the rock. They're like worshipping the rock or something. Okay, okay. Um, other people have res- have seen the strange glowing orbs here and um, heard many disembodied voices and seen the strange fires again. Okay. This is these are very common sightings throughout the entirety of the Bridgewater Triangle. Okay. Um, Interesting. So <laughs> the fourth rock, which I think is the co- I'm sorry, did I just say the fourth? God, I can't do math. The third rock. <laughs> it's a bold. <laughs> which I think is the <laughs> coolest. <laughs> Is called Dighton Rock. Um, okay. Dighton Rock, which I think is weird, is is not located in Dighton. It's located in Berkeley. Um, <laughs> is, is Dighton a town? Yes. Okay. Um, is it located with, in the Triangle? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Did I forget that? Maybe it was. Maybe that's where. 
Did I forget that part? Because I don't. You feel might it. have. I did say it earlier, but did I did you? Okay. It came Sorry. right before sea conk, so I think you were a little distracted. <laughs> I was distracted by sea conk. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Dighton Rock is now located in Berkeley, and this is a forty-ton boulder that is approximately the size of like a smart car. Oh. And it has a lot of people really curious about history. Interesting. Okay. This rock. It originally was found along the riverbed of Ton River. And it ha- it's they have records of this rock dating back to the um to the or late 1600s. Okay. But some believe um it it's older than 15 like the 1500s. Well, they'd have um, to like break it basically to figure it out and they're not going to do that. But yeah. they're not going to do that because <laughs> it is covered in mysterious petroglyphs. It has all different kinds like they like drew on it it's or like they like carved, carved in it. <gasps> Ooh, okay. So to give you a visual, this is a, it's a six-sided rock. Um it's like long with like sides. Um okay, it's like a okay. rectangle basically, like a brick almost. Okay. But obviously not perfect. Okay. Um it is like a grayish brown and it is like a it's they say it's, they said it's like a rough crystal-like material. Um, they said it measures five feet high by nine feet wide by 11 feet long. It's a very large fucking rock. Huh. Okay. Um, (laughs) the wording and symbols on the rock have unfortunately never been translated. They have absolutely no idea what it says. Interesting. And they believe that it actually, the language on it can even predate Native Americans. They say some of it they think belongs to Native Americans, but a lot of it they predate to that. And they think it either belongs to some of like... The earlier, earlier explorers like Vikings, some of the Phoenicians, and maybe even like the early Portuguese explorers. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's really cool. That's interesting. Um, All right. This rock, um, I, and obviously I will post pictures of it, but there's like picture, there's like all different symbols and images of people and animals and what almost appears to be a language, but they can't figure out what, what it, it says. says. Um, Interesting. The rock was actually taken from the river um, in 1963 when they were building a dam, and they actually built a very small museum to put it in. And it's along it's along the river, it's along the Taunton River, and it is literally for the rock. It is specifically to house and protect the rock from any further damage. So it's like in a little building. Yes, it's in a tiny little building. It's very cute. It literally just says Dighton Rock Museum. And, it's and you can off. just walk around the rock. Okay. Um, you cannot go there without contacting the volunteers that work it. It is closed and locked. Um, Unless they let you in. You have okay. to contact them and literally make an appointment if you want to see it. It is free. But you have to make an appointment. I want to see it. It's very, very cool. Um, have you seen it? I mean, I've seen pictures of it. <laughs> oh, but you haven't been there personally. I have not been there. Okay, okay. Um, I was like, did she go? <laughs> so... Um, Oh, I lost my place. But yes, as I said, it now resides within the museum and you can still see all of the carvings on it. And the museum has like some blurbs across the walls about who they believe are the ones that are responsible for there are pe- the markings. Pe- more people just like studying this thing? You, you, think would that think. There, you would think that there would be people there well, studying it like all the fucking time. I, I like couldn't believe it. They were like, yeah, no, it hasn't been translated. I'm like... You, you like you would what? think like there's there's a language here carved into this rock that we do not know 
we have no idea and people are just like they're not cool stick in a museum they're literally like going to egypt and like figuring out what the hieroglyphs say mm-hmm. and you can't sorry i just burped i mean i know that there's like a like you know like egypt has its own culture and there are people that you know can like so it's not like you know and i'm it's a little different but you think they try but you think they try that's so weird. It's very crazy. They have other things that they put in museums that are like under lock and key and that you can't like see at all. Mm-hmm. And they are not at this place every day like, looking at it, figuring out what it says. That's just strange yeah. to me. Okay. Um, and so the very last rock I will tell you about is called Solitude Stone. And this is a stone that sits on the side of the road in West Bridgewater, West Bridgewater Massachusetts. Um. It has been there for nearly 150 years. And for a long time, people didn't realize there was anything special about it. It was just kind of a moss-covered rock that people passed by on their everyday. They were just whatever. like, that's a nice boulder. Until one day <laughs> they realized there was carvings underneath moss. Um, oh, okay. They uncovered it and it turns out that somebody had actually carved a poem into the rock. And it reads, all ye who in future days, and I'm going to say this wrong and I apologize, walk by Nuncatusset stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude. Hmm. Don't ask me what that means. I'm terrible at poetry. I couldn't find anybody that said like, I think it means this. No, it's just nothing. It's <laughs> like, up to your interpretation, friends. But no, none could none could test it. I believe they said it within the documentary, and I was like, "I'll remember that." Did I remember it? No. <laughs> You're wrong. No, I believe you. You probably um, have it right. But they actually managed to figure out that the rock had been originally carved in 1852. 18 they they could they could figure that out, but, but they, they can't go to that other rock and figure out who fucking did that. <laughs> Macy's upset. <laughs> These are rocks. They're um, not moving. There are boulders. They actually learned. This is fourteen point five percent alcohol. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I haven't had anything to eat since lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they actually learned that the carving was done by a Reverend Timothy Otis Payne. Oh, and that he was from Maine. Um, and he had moved to East Bridgewater to spend his days as a pastor. Um, he taught philosophies based heavily on the basis that the physical world was created by spiritual by the spiritual one around it. Um, and he carved this into the stone and just left it there. That's pretty cool. It's like, that's interesting. I still don't understand what the poetry means. If anybody has any ideas, please tell me I'm terrible at it. Well, he probably went out to some rock and was just like sitting there praying to God or whatever because he was a pastor and just like, you know, was sitting in the solitude, right? Mm-hmm. It's like maybe one day you find this and it brings you peace. It brings you whatever. Like it brought me. Yeah. Right? That's what it seems like. I don't know. I don't teach poetry. <laughs> um, so those are my rocks. <laughs> I can't I can't with the rock jokes. I those, it, like, those are my rocks. I can't handle it. Um so another area within the triangle is the Freetown State Forest. 
Freetown State Forest. Okay. I have been in the Freetown State Forest. It's quite large. The creepiest book. Actually, the place I went was like a park, so not really. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was actually quite beautiful. It's very, very pretty, actually. You go in, they have, like, this cute little, like, petting zoo animal farm. And then they have, like, this giant playground for kids. And it's, like, Fun. it's like on this, like, big hill. And if you walk up the hill, you could, there's, like, this big view of all the trees and everything. It's really pretty. Fun. Really okay. Cool. Went there with my mom a few years ago to take pictures and stuff. Um, Fun. So, the Freetown State Forest is approximately 10,000 square, um, square acres. And, unfortunately, from the 70s through, like, the 90s, it was heavily known for its satanic relations um <laughs> they often had cult activity and practices going on throughout these woods Yikes. um okay. they would find odd carvings and paintings on rocks um from pentagrams to just crude sayings and six six sixes and stuff yep okay um they worst of all slight trigger warning here there were animals found that had been sacrificed. No. Um, birds, cows, calves, and goats. No. Um, oh, that was the most I found reported. I didn't want to learn about anymore. No. I was like, that's good enough for me. That's quite terrible. I was like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> uh, the place was, this place is also really, really well known as like the place where local gangs would go to commit assassinations. Ah. It was a place known for child molestation. What? And it was known for its high number of suicides. Yuck. This is not a happy place. Um, so within this forest, uh, per- and this is, in my personal opinion, one of the scariest places inside it. There Yuck. is a place within the forest called a sonnet ledge. Sonnet Ledge is actually a formation of rocks that tower high above a small, very small, like, I don't want to say pond, but I also don't want to say lake. It's like in between. Like, what determines if it's a lake or a pond? Does I anybody know? Tell me. Don't know. I feel like it has Reply to Reply in the like comments. Something about, <laughs> probably got to do something with size, but I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know what makes um, a lake and what makes a But there's, there's a good amount of water below, but it's not that deep. Okay. It's not like you can jump off. This rock formation is approximately 80 feet high. Yeah, you die. Yeah. Which for you those, would hit the bottom of that. Those who need some quick. help picturing that, <laughs> that's approximately six to eight stories in a building. Yikes. So. I don't like that. All um, right. It was this and this rock formation actually did not come from nature. It was built in the 1800s by a local granite company and kind of just left there. Why, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like their dumping ground for old rocks or like they just like put all this shit together. There was really no explanation behind that. Every source I found was just like, yep, this granite company put it here. And I was like, but but why? (laughs) Why? Um, Um, Excuse me, why did you do that? So the reason I think it is absolutely terrifying is people who tend to venture here at nighttime um, will often see dark figures jump from the ledge and disappear before reaching the water. Um, Yikes. Okay. It is a spot known where people go to often commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the scariest parts of it is that people who go here claim that if you climb to the top, mm-hmm. you will become you will be overcome with the urge to jump. People say no matter what headspace you're in, when you get to the top, you just feel this horrific 
awfulness that just takes over you and is just telling you to jump. You said a lot of people have go- gone there to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not a happy place. It looks, I've seen, like, I tried to look it up because I wanted to see it in reference to people, like, size-wise. Because I was like, when you look at pictures from down below, it doesn't look, look that, that big. Look but then there was pictures of people, like, posted, sit, like, sitting up top of the rock, and it looks huge. Like, they're at the, the person taking the pictures at the bottom or something? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, All right. So, one of the legends around this rock um, actually comes from the Native Americans. and Wait, what? Well, people say it's Native American folklore. But he- it, there's obviously... This, th- it can't really be true because it was man-built in the 1800s. <laughs> but okay, they're I like, so- this Native American folklore. And I'm like... I mean, mm, maybe right. me in my like normal state would have been like, yeah, okay, like just like taking it for what you said, but then like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I literally am like thinking about everything you say, and I'm like, I had Wait, that, what? I had that note at the end, but you pointed it out, so I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so this legend is called the Lady of the Ledge, and just like any spooky thing with people, there has to be a woman in white. Um, yeah, that sounds right. And so the Lady of the Ledge is supposedly a Native American princess that fell in love with a man she was forbidden to marry. Okay. And no matter how much she begged her father, he absolutely refused and would not let her marry him. So with her heart broken, she climbed Assinet Ledge where she flung herself to her death. And one of the ghosts that many people claim to see is the woman in white falling from the top of the rock and then disappearing into the water down below. Guys, if I know anything from Kindred Spirits, thank you, Amy Berman. Um, <laughs> and so, Adam. So calm. People can make their own shit. People make their mm. own shit. That's if you believe in something enough and the story gets told enough. You conjure it. You conjure it. You create it. Yep. They literally. Ugh, I can't. We can't get into this discussion because there's literally an episode of Kindred Spirits where like that happened and they like like create another story to like. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting month topic. Yeah. Interesting, right? That would be, but like, like people create shit all the time. So look at Slenderman. Look at the fact that people know what Slenderman is. That like was you a, literally say Slenderman and everybody knows that. That was a creepy pasta. Slenderman was a fucking creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. It was a story that somebody made up and stuck on the internet that caught on and took off. And now there's movies about it. Mm-hmm. There's been actual true crime cases around the about murders of people that sacrifice themselves to slender man don't you remember that terrifying story yeah the girls excuse me which has been to sacrifice their friend or whatever and like that story has been picked up and made into episodes of fucking svu and like it's crazy like that one tiny story mm-hmm. is known across what the world. you put out into the world comes back at you and if some and if somebody or multiple people try and think of the same type of entity same type of experience same type of phenomena y'all are gonna conjure it yep. don't think this <laughs> keep it to yourself keep it to yourself <laughs> write it in a diary damn it <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. so uh, one of the worst things that happened within the freetown state forest were the fall river cult murders Ew, okay. I don't like this, but... So, the Fall River cult murders 
um, happened in 1979 and 1980. And they were committed by Carl Drew, who was 25 years old, and Robin Murphy, who was only 17. Oh! Carl Drew was a known pimp and cultist. And Robin was one of his girls. Um, And in their two-year span, they would take three lives. Oh. Um, The first girl that was killed was a 17-year-old Doreen Levesque. She was a sex worker who was last seen in Fall River on October 12th, 1979. She had gone out to the bar to meet up with some friends to kind of get drunk and then work the streets. She was seen at the bar, and then she was seen bar hopping, and then she was never seen again. Her body would be found the next morning with her laying naked with her hands tied behind her back on the what? bleachers of Dimmon, I believe, uh, Dimmon Vocational High School. Um, what? Yep, they left her body on the bleachers, and she was found early in the morning by two joggers who went there to use the truck. Oh, outside. Outside. I was like, they got in the school? No. <gasps> oh, my God. They were, she was, and her body was found by um, two joggers who went to use the track. Oh, God. Um, she had been sex- sexually assaulted and beaten to death. And um, she really wasn't well known in the area. She had very few friends. And they were only able to identify her once they put a sketch of her in the local newspaper. Oh, my God. Um. Ugh. Okay. The second victim was Barbara Raposa. She was only 19. She was a single mother who worked as a sex worker. Um, her father reported her missing in November of 1979 when she failed to come pick up her son the following morning after dropping him off. Oh, no. Um, he knew that that was just, that wasn't like her. Her son was her world. She always came back for him. Oh. Um, her body would not be found until months later in January of 1980. Um, she would also be found with her hands tied behind her back with signs of sexual assault. Ugh. And the last girl that was murdered, her name was Karen Marsden. Um, and this is, this absolutely kills me. She had actually been picked up by police because they had received a tip that Karen knew who was committing these crimes. They she p- wouldn't say. <gasps> she was afraid to speak. She said that her pimp, who she referred to as Satan, would kill her if she spoke. And she asked for some time and she wanted to be dropped off at a church so she could go pray on what to do. They offered her protective custody. Custody, Um, She declined, but she set up a meeting to sit down with them again. And she never showed up. Well, I wonder who her pimp was since he was a known cultist. Exactly. And he thought maybe she talked. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So... That was that was in February of 1980 that the police came to her. Um, and that would be one of the last times she would be seen alive. Her skull and a few other bones would be discovered in the forest just two months later. And the rest of her body would never be recovered. What? Yep. 
they only found her skull in like a like portion like a portion of her skull and then a few of her bones and that was it how'd they catch this dude and his lady i did not well you said this is an overview like i said i i did a lot of i did it mostly an overview they were they were already a suspect They, they were i mean well not they weren't really already a suspect but they had gone to karen trying to get her to flip on him and I think they had an idea of who he was and what was going on, but I don't think they knew or had anything to pin on him yet. Literally, um, when they talk to her and she goes missing, that's when I'd be like, you're coming in. Nah. There's something suspicious about yep. this. Yes. Um. So they did end up eventually arresting both um, Murphy and Drew. Um, Murphy flipped on Drew and gave up everything. Is that the girl? That was the girl. Okay. And she actually ended up testifying against him for a plea deal. Um, and Carl ended up sentenced to life in prison. So they did go to prison for this. Yikes. Okay. But, yeah, that was... And I would like to actually go further into this case. That's why I didn't I didn't want to go yeah. too deep into it because I, I found it very interesting and I feel like there's a lot more to talk about there. I don't know if it's maybe a mini or a full episode, but I just was like, I... If I go into this, I'm going to be here for a long time. Honestly, that's why I did a lot of what I did for, you know, the Alaska Triangle. I was yeah. like, Illy, I can talk about her for a page or whatever. But after that, I don't have anything else. Exactly. Or like, you know, Bigfoot, have a couple pages. But that's yep. all I got. Like some of these things, like they're done. They're done and over yeah. with. I don't know what's going you on. You can't go but, any further. But there are some things with these things where it's like, I don't know what happened. Like, you know, you'll have pages and pages and notes. So, yeah. Um. So another very scary thing that is found within the woods um, was a couple people who were out just exploring stumbled across a bunker. A bunker? Okay. A bunker. And this bunker had been dug in the ground. And when they went inside, what they found was not that great. It was Yikes. very creepy. Um, this secluded bunker was filled with children's clothing and toys Ew. and just like small kids furniture and yuck weird amounts of kids stuff that doesn't seem good that um seems very bad. they unfortunately believed that this was a bunker that was used to abuse children um ew they could not find anything though amongst the toys or the clothes to help them tie it to anybody um they did also eventually find another hut that was built above ground and it was about the the size of a small shed Uh, but they said it was built with such good insulation that it would actually survive like you could live in it and survive the winter um and it was filled with similar things um okay they said it might be cult related, but they don't fully believe so. They think it might it was probably related to some kind of sexual abuse, like a pedophile ring or something. Yeah. Oh God. Ew, ew. Um, okay. the bunker and hut have since collapsed. You can go to the areas. The bunker. The bunker collapsed inwards. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, I mean, you can still go to the area. It's very, very hard to find. According to the documentary I watched, people had a lot of 
um there was like a lot of like online talk i guess about people trying to find it okay. because the, the before they like kind of released where these things really were people were trying to track it down uh-huh. um people have since located it but obviously they're both gone so it's really not much to see unfortunately oh okay and they never really discovered what it was what it was weird it's just a terrifying thing that's yucky yes it is i don't like it i don't either and this one makes me very sad um in the late 70s a young girl named mary lou aruda would go missing um she was last seen riding her bicycle um by some of her neighbors and then she would go missing for quite a while um they they eventually found her body tied upright to a tree with her head completely missing what they managed to figure out who did this i don't know how like i said i did not deep dive into these but a man named james cater would eventually be arrested and charged for her murder um it became known that he jumped her dragged her into the woods tied her up there and then murdered her what Ugh, people are fucked um and like i said not only did i not deep dive into these but this is only a small portion of the stuff i came across these were the bigger ones that i found in a few different sources um i could go on i could do a whole episode about the terrible things just within the freetown state forest yikes okay an unhappy an unhappy place um but i will move on this is my last topic for this Part. half of the episode. Um, and this is the Lizzie Borden house. <gasps> um, Lizzie Lizzie had an axe and gave her father 40 wax. And when he saw what... No, wait, we gave her mother 40 wax. And when he saw what she had done, she gave her father 40 wax. And that's the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me not have to say it. <laughs> So, in, on August 4th of 1892, Andrew and Abby Borden were murdered within their own home with an axe. Their daughter, Lizzie, who found their bodies, um, was known for not really getting along with her family very well, was police's first suspect, and the person that they would arrest and try to charge for these murders. Only because she was on the property at the time. Yep. They couldn't prove anybody else was there. She just happened to be the ones that found the body, and I think they kind of pinned it on her. I, to this day, am I'm a back and forth on whether or not I think she did this. There's cer- I think, yes. I think that there are good, valid reasons for possibly why she did not do this, and it was, like, framed. She was framed or whatever. Yeah. But then if, like, the theories for why she did do it, if she did, if she did, are true. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, Just my personal opinion. <laughs> so um, one of the things that they held against Lizzie was the fact that just um, that before. Wow. Before the murders? <laughs> kind of. Not really. Oh, um, okay. I overstepped by my bounds. No, you're good. <laughs> they found out that lizzie had actually burned a dress 
And supposedly she claimed that this dress had gotten paint all over it and was basically destroyed. So she burned it just to get rid of it. Okay. Others say that this dress was covered in blood. and She burned it to cover up evidence. Okay. You know what I think? Tell me your thoughts. I want to know. I want to know. Can you show me? Getting. I'm sorry, guys. Whatever. This might be. This might be a TMI. I don't care. Um, getting your period, your lady time, <laughs> Aunt Flo, Shark Week, Shark Week, whatever you want to call it, at that time was taboo. Mm-hmm. What if she got her lady time all over it? Yep. And that's why she burned it. And then you're like, what do you say? Like when the police are like, what happened? Why did you burn this dress? You're like, and this, and this like thing is so taboo. And you can't be like, that's my period. (laughs) They'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be like, nah, you're lying. They would, I think they would have pinned it on her no matter what. No matter what she said. So like, what was she going to say? Like there was paint on it or there was blood from her period on it. But between. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. I think that that's, I think that that's a valid opinion. But between that and the fact that she didn't really always get along with her family, um, they just basically named her suspect number one. They were like, she did it. And then they kind of didn't focus anywhere else. They, they didn't look anywhere else. <laughs> he, he yeeted her straight to jail. Um, <laughs> but she yeeted herself right out of jail. Yes, so she did. Great. <laughs> um, so while she was arrested for these murders in December of 1892, um, she was tried and eventually actually acquitted of all the charges in June of 1893. Hmm. Um, so after this, um, she kind of became like the town pariah. People did not want to see her. They threw things at her. They were not very nice people to her. So she stayed indoors and did not go out. She she bought a new house and moved out of what is now the Lizzie Borden house to another house also within the triangle. Um, and lived there. Not very far away, right? It's like less than a mile away or something. Yeah, like that. it's very, very close. Um, and stayed there for the rest of her life, basically living as a hermit. She really never left. Um, but obviously, these were horrific murders that nobody ever got charged with. Really solved. Yeah, After really they solved. focused on her and she was acquitted, nothing ever happened. Um, so. She eventually passed away on June 1st of 1927. Um, and both of her homes, the one where the murder took place and the home she moved into after. She owned the other house? Excuse me. Um, I'm not positive if she owned it. I'm, I want to assume she did. I think, I know she lived in it briefly with her sister and then Until her she s- bought Maple Cross. Um, and then. Honestly, I'd want to keep it. I don't know, to be honest. I do know that before the people that have it currently, okay. um, I know it's changed a few, it's changed hands a few times as the Lizzie Borden house, but before it became the tourist bread and breakfast, bread and bread and beck, breakfast, bed, bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh my God, I had a stroke. Bed, bed and, and bre- breakfast. No, I can't say those words. Bread and breakfast. Bread and breakfast. <laughs> that is what it's called now. I want my bread. Excuse me. 
Where's my bread? Give me my bread. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? I'm going to be like, you promised me bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not just a bed. It is bread. Guys, this is good wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, it, before it became the bed and breakfast that it is now, um, it actually went through a couple different owners. They ended up having to restore it back to what it looked like. And everything that is currently in the Lizzie Borden house, if you go to take one of the tours, nothing is original. Um, huh okay yeah that is one thing that they will tell you on the tour is that after she moved out people bought it they renovated it they changed okay so they bought it she didn't own it anymore yeah she sold it she she moved to maplecroft where she died um and it did it changed hands a couple times and then when they turned it into what it is now they restored it and so you'll see in the photos you can see the slight differences and (laughs) i'll tell you about (laughs) staying there in a second (laughs) It's it's honestly terrifying. Like walking through this house, I, I have been I have visited this house. She's like, when I tell you when I stay there. It is I I went for a tour there and it was horrifying. And, and I, we're gonna go again, the two of us. We yeah. are. Yes, we are. We're. I want to stay there. Are you kidding me? I want to stay. We're gonna sleep there. It's fucking expensive, but I want to stay. We're gonna sleep uh, there. <laughs> the boys can stay in a hotel on the street to save some money. Uh, <laughs> we'll stay in the same room. We'll be like, eh. oh my god. <laughs> you honestly, you can do whatever you want throughout the night. A lot of people stay up and like play with Ouija boards. No, and, like no. I know they they provide you an Ouija board. It's like we're in the not house. doing like, that. That's a bad idea. We're not doing that. But people like stay up. Um. If you've ever listened to the episode of Morbid where they cover the Lizzie Borden house, they record the first part of their episode in the Lizzie Borden house. That's scary. They like recorded it at like three in the morning. Guys, um, Ghost Hunters. No. Yeah. Ghost, yeah, Hunters, Ghost Hunters has gone there. Ghost, Ghost Adventures. Adventures has gone there. And Kindred Spirits has gone to Maplecroft. That's cool. Not a lot of people have seen Maplecroft. And Chip Coffee goes in there. It's really interesting. So watch those episodes if you're interested in the paranormal activity that I happens at the Lizzie Borden houses. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, so both homes are now said to be extremely haunted. And oh, yes. I fully fucking agree after visiting at least one of them. Um, <laughs> and I've seen the Kindred Spirits episode. So of the second one. Like I is. said, you can now stay overnight. You can conduct your own ghost hunts. They give you a big tour of the property, which includes the basement, which you do not see on a normal tour. Um, yeah. 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 They like yeah. take you to certain areas that you don't get to experience on the tour. Interesting. Um, in, the, okay. in the morning, if you stay at the bed and breakfast, did they give you bread? Did I say that right? Okay, I didn't <laughs> think about that. No, <laughs> they actually feed you the meal that she had that morning. <gasps> no, and it's like it's like grits and something else and something bread. else. But that's what they make you for breakfast. They make you like the last meal she ate after they were killed. Oh God. Okay, yeah. that's so, macabre. All right. Um, there's a lot of ghost activity that surrounds this house, like. Macy just mentioned all the different kinds of people have gone here and investigated. Um, you can see ghostly figures peeking out the windows if you're outside. Um, there's ghostly fogs and figures that have been captured in photographs. You can hear footsteps trampling throughout the home at all hours of the day. Um, oh, that was fucking eerie as shit. 
one of that your, was my nephew it was your nephew running up the stairs next door i like right as i said that i heard the one of them ran up the stairs i was like oh that's that was scary if you guys didn't know i live next to next door to my in-laws <laughs> i think we mentioned it once or twice my brother and my sister-in-law and their children um but they have voices that are cap disembodied voices that are captured occasionally. Sometimes they feel like they're whispering right into your ear. Ooh. Um, drawers open and close themselves. Fire alarms go off at all hours of the night for no fucking reason. Weird shit happens here. <laughs> this is a terrifying place. And if you want to hear my personal stories from my visit, because I do have a couple stories, they're not super freaky, but. I did experience a couple things and yeah. Join the Patreon. I think (laughs) Lane just sat up so suddenly. She like looked like a little groundhog coming out of a hole. It's probably because the kids. She can hear them. But um, one of the things that makes it super freaky is, excuse me, I keep burping. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) As you go throughout the house, they have original crime scene photos. Yeah, they have, a, yikes. They have original <laughs> autopsy photos. Yikes, yikes, yikes. No, no, So no. as you go into these rooms, especially the room where um, her father and her stepmother were killed, they have the original crime scene photos framed. Which is interesting because you can always see the ones of her dad. You mm-hmm. always see the ones of, um, what's his name? I feel like it's Henry, but it's not. Um, I'm going to forget right now. I didn't write it down. It's not Henry. No, I did. I just said it. I'm an idiot. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I said it in the... Hold on. I got this. Go ahead. Keep talking. But you always see the Andrew. crimes... Andrew! Andrew! <laughs> Andrew Borden. Sorry. Um, You always see the crime, like, the crime scene photos of Andrew, but you yep. never really see the crime scene photos of her well, stepmother. And if you see the photos of her, it's very odd. She was very much killed from behind. And when she fell, she fell almost in like a kneeling, hunched over position. She is like on her knees, face down into the carpet. So it's like her back is a little arched. Okay. And they said, because one of the big things that they talk about is the fact that at this point in time, crime scene procedure was not really a thing. So Mm -hmm. when they got there, one of the first things they did was they laid her down flat and then covered her because her dress had come up. Yep. But it's literally now they're like, don't touch anything. You you can sleep in the room where she was murdered. And they have a picture of her dead body right next to the bed. I'd put that on the floor. I would fucking <laughs> face it downwards. I'd be like, down, nope. <laughs> no. But they they did a very good job of making it look just like it used to. I'm sure. They used the crime scene photos to put it back together, basically. And from the carpet to the wallpaper to, like, the bed frame and the furniture styles. And they hmm. did a really good job. Guys, there's an opera of this. It's called Lizzie Borden. I remember you telling me about that. And the, oh, it sucks because I'm a soprano. But Lizzie Borden is played by Mezzo. And it's four characters. Four. It's Lizzie, her sister, her dad, and her stepmom. That's it. That's cool. Maybe there's a couple more. I mean, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not remembering, but there is an opera. I've heard it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. 
go listen to it if you're interested in live music. That's but, crazy. But that is part one of the Bridge Potter Triangle. Yeah, and it's taking everything in me to not tell my own stories right now. No, don't tell them. Don't tell I know I'm not going to, but I really, really want to. <laughs> really Go join the to. Patreon. <laughs> God damn it. Subscribe. <laughs> Thank you for liking and subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a lot of stuff. I've like forgot about everything that's in this. It just like keeps going. In the next episode, I will tell you all about the creepy critters that you can find throughout the Bridgewater Triangle, the UFOs, and some ghost stories, and I think there's um, a mental asylum I will tell you about, and nice some other fun stuff. This is the thing, though, guys, especially with these triangles, there are a lot of things that happen within these places that could be larger cases, mm-hmm. which is why, like, especially for like your episode, like you said, you did an overview of some things. Excuse me. For me, I tried to cover a lot of things that I could not cover otherwise, where it would be like a mini. That's smart. Otherwise, I was like, okay, I can cover the lake monster. I can cover the Bigfoot. There are like four different Bigfoots in this place. Yeah. I could cover like a hundred Bigfoots and it'd be this like, you know, a hundred minis. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just going to cover all these tiny things. Yeah. In this larger episode. And then, like, the bigger things, there are a bunch of, like, mysterious disappearances and, like, weird shit that happens in murders. And, like, you just cover that on a different day. And And we'll talk about this happened in the Alaska Triangle. This happened in the Bridgewater Triangle. Let me tell you, it is very hard to summarize Lizzie Borden. You did a good job. I, like, was, like, how do I summarize this without going into excruciating detail i can't wait to cover this this is the one of the ones that you said that you like and and we talked about it today like this was one of the ones that you want to cover like the actual case and whatever and then like i i was like well i've seen this and like maybe we could do this this way yeah we got ideas we got (laughs) others because i'm not gonna cover that like the lizzie borden house is like a big that's a big case a big case i follow a girl on tiktok that's writing a freaking book about it she got she got so interested in the case she was like I'm gonna write a book and I was like that's yep that's how big the case is <laughs> and like her life her like whole life after that is interesting uh-huh. so like mm, yeah you can't you have to talk about these things but you can't go into deep detail about them because if you go into detail about them like this would be like a three month thing this would be like forever we'd be talking about triangles forever and I want to talk about triangles for sure oh we've got more there's so many more triangles wouldn't you say there, didn't you say there was one in Michigan Mm-hmm. There is one in Michigan. And obviously, there's you know the how I found that Bermuda. out. Urban legends. <laughs> Urban legends, mom. That's Urban how, legends. That's how I found that out. So that's cool. Urban. Uh, I mean, urban legends. Is there's going to be a ton. Triangles are going to be a ton. Yeah. Because I'm telling you guys, Alaska Triangle. I could probably go on for multiple parts. <laughs> Like, I'll come back the next time we do triangles and I'll be like, part three. <laughs> I, was, like, I feel like I could be part like, I, I could almost be like, try, like, call it like triangles deep dive and like pick stories that happened within the triangle and That'd deep dive fun. into them. That That'd be, be cool. fun. Because there was, I mean, like even just the cult murders or Lizzie Borden, like I would love to dive so deep into those they are so fascinating and i Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. even coming up there's a few more that i'll tell you about later on that it's just like 
<laughs> I really want to cover these. It's killing me not to cover it's these. So literally, like I said, it was really hard to summarize. Lizzie I Borden. hope you know that some of this stuff is like heartbreaking for us not to go into further detail. About. Uh-huh. But literally, we'd be talking about. I make your ears bleed with triangles. Y'all would be like, wow, this episode is three hours long. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> My earballs can't take any more triangles. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds dirty in a weird way. What did we say? I've had we're, too much we're, wine. We're talking about triangles. Or triangulars. <laughs> I'm here for triangular purposes. Triangular reasons. <laughs> Guys. Oh, God. But, our um, triangular reasons will come to light soon. But, yeah. So, Macy, where can they find us? Oh, my God. I haven't done this in a long time. I know. It feels weird. Because the last time I did this was before H.H. Holmes. Was it really? That was the, no, 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 wait, because we do it during our, our minis, don't, don't we? Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll never just mind. Just do it quicker. But it's, so it hasn't been since your, since your solder children mini. You're right. Which was a while ago. Yeah. Because we didn't do it. Because we took a break. We don't do it for the Patron mini. Because we're like, well, you're already here, so. <laughs> we, we were like, okay, we love you. Bye. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you made it this far. I think you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining our uh, Patron class. We love you. Um, yeah, if you guys don't know, y'all, everybody that's a part of the Patreon is a part of the, our Patron glass, and we love them. So, yes, Victoria, <laughs> she heard me mention her at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, please. Okay, anyway, you can find us on Patreon <laughs> <laughs> at www.patreon.com slash buzzkillerspodcast. Patreon.com slash buzzkillerspodcast. We have two tiers. We have uh, the Spirit Fingers uh, tier, which yes. is a dollar yes. per month. And we have the Evil Twin Tussle tier, which is $2 a month for cheap dates. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically get the same type of things, exclusive content, um, mostly exclusive content <laughs> you get your own episodes every month um like we said nicole will be talking about her personal experiences and the bridgewater triangle this month so if you're interested and feel so inclined please go to our patreon um and subscribe if you'd like you get a handwritten note from us with a uh, buzz killer sticker which um you can't find anywhere else so there you go um we are also on all sorts of social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube. If you go to our handy dandy search bar and go to www. Oh, sorry. What am I talking about? Handy dandy search bar and type in Buzzkillers a True Crime Podcast. You will find us. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I zoned out and I forgot to do the echoing voice. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, you can also find us on TikTok. TikTok's fun. TikTok is fun. Nicole edits all Go those videos. Go to TikTok. Watch us blow up a gingerbread house. <laughs> <It was fun. laughs> my husband, I guys, I can't tell you. My husband is so excited because he's like, literally all this stupid shit that I want to do, you'll do now so that you can get TikTok videos. And we were like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that is um, TikTok.com slash Buzzkillers Podcast. Uh, just like our Facebook and Instagram. And you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music slash Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our host Platypus Podbean, along with the many other places that you can find us that we don't know about. Does Build-A-Bear let you build a platypus? Is that a weird What? Is that a weird question? 
I want to go to build a bear and I want to build a platypus and I want to put him in a suit and I want to give him a monocle and I want to put a tray in his hand and I want him to be our host platypus. And we name him Podbean. Yes. I don't know. I know you can get dinosaurs and shit now. Which is I'm going to figure this out. Awesome for me. I'm going to get us one. We'll get him a pl- we'll get a platypus. But we, we already have Elbert. We do have Elbert. Elbert. Guys. We have all the mascots. We have all the mascots. We're going to have We like also have Major Bummer cuz Major Bummer kind of sucks. Maybe Elbert is Major <gasps> Elbert Bummer. Listen. What if uh, what if Major Bummer was Elbert's evil twin? Tussle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Albert's the good one. Major Albert Tussle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just sounded like Winifred Sanderson. I don't care. <laughs> you did, actually. That was kind of impressive. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. No, but guys, yeah. before we rant any longer. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this crazy, crazy experience. Yes. We love doing we I mean, if you can't tell, we love doing this. We have a great time. Yes, we do. And um, we're so excited because next month we've already planned. Yes. We're ready for it. Um, so, and then we're getting together. Well, we get together every day. But we get together soon to talk about the next couple of months. And I'm just really excited because we've got so much stuff that we could do. And we're yeah. ready to do if we need to. So, Fuck yes. uh, get ready for part twos of... Bridgewater and Alaska Triangle this month and uh, we'll be back in February with new topics. Yeah. Because this is the same topic for a whole month. Yes it is. <laughs> triangles. And it is the same two triangles. It is the same two triangles <laughs> because there's a lot in fucking triangles. So uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway do you have anything you want to say? No. Okay. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>